1: Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your host, and I am delighted for you to join us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a great show today, The Seeker, The Search, The Sacred, The Hero's Journey with Guy Finley. T.S. Eliot quotes, We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all of our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. You know, life is a journey of many endings and beginnings, but the longest and most important journey of anyone is the journey inward. You are the hero of your own life, and Guy says the hero's journey is our birthright, and the greatest, most fulfilling adventure, a journey of self-discovery that points us back to the truth of who we are. Journey towards the light, higher truths present within. He says, and I just love this, when the sleeper awakens, the seeker is born. We are fortunate to have Guy Finley joining us today from beautiful Merlin, Oregon. He's a modern day master, philosopher. Spiritual teacher, renowned spiritual teacher, joining us today again from Merlin, Oregon. Uh, Guy has, uh, he's a best selling self help writer, internationally renowned spiritual teacher, and over four decades, Guy has helped individuals around the world find inner freedom and a deeper, more satisfying life. His in depth and down to earth teachings cut straight to the heart of today's most important personal and social issues, anxiety, self-discovery, relationships, addiction, stress, compassion, peace, and so much more. Featured on over 700 television and radio shows, including national appearances on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and NPR, Guy is the author of over 45 books and audio-video programs, including his acclaimed seminal books, The Secret of Letting Go. And Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together, and his groundbreaking book, The Seeker, The Search, The Sacred, Journey to the Greatness Within, is a collection of timeless spiritual gems on a variety of topics about the human experience. Guy is the founding director of Life of Learning Foundation in Maryland, Oregon, and he offers free online classes with the sole purpose to help change the world one life at a time by spreading truthful healing ideas, and that he does wholeheartedly with a wealth of spiritual wisdom that flows naturally. So now I welcome Guy Finley to our show. Hi, <laughs> you. Well, thank you, Guy. And, you know, we just love you returning to Love Light. And it's a pleasure to have you back today. And uh, on our topic, The Seeker, The Search, The Sacred, The Hero's Journey. And as we move into our conversation, uh, can you give us a synopsis of what the hero looks like, feels like, what he thinks to help us know and recognize this higher self and the hero within ourselves?
2: Oh, Gene, that's like that's like asking. Can I give you? Can I describe, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a tree to you? Because every tree is different. Okay. You know, there's no, there's no particular uh, description that fits the the hero or the journey, other than there are some significant points at which the journey begins, uh, some places that all men and women who seek a relationship with the divine will eventually come to and go through. And then in the end, when all is said and done, uh, which is what this book really highlights, the men and women who succeed even moderately in this journey of awakening, uh, all, all find the same thing. And you described it when you read Eliot's quote, is that we, after all of that, we... Come back to a place where something that should have dawned on us every day of our life a hundred times finally becomes the standard of our uh, of our everyday uh, experience. You know, Gene, what what do you think the last thing is that most of us remember not uh, at all, if, if if lucky once or twice a day? What would you? I, I realize I'm throwing you a big uh, the mm-hmm. basketball here, but what do you, the last thing that someone remembers every day, listeners, what do you think it is? It's stunning when you when you understand it and it's why the journey is the journey that it is. The last thing that we remember, Gene, is that we exist, that I am, yes. that I actually have a life yes. of my own, not a life of trying to figure out what to do with the inflation or this political problem or that religious ideology that's in contrast with my own. But the fact that I, I, I actually exist, I, I have existence. It, it, we're so far removed from the, from the solidarity, from the singularity of our sense of being because everything about our identity is a derivative now. Of all the thoughts and feelings that we've been conditioned to believe, not only are our own thoughts and feelings, but that somehow we're responsible because we have a thought or feeling, a reaction to something. So we're pretty, the the hero definitely lives within because when a man or a woman wakes up a little bit, they begin to realize every day a little more. The principal thing for me that's important above all else is that I'm I'm aware of myself myself. I'm aware of the thoughts and feelings that are moving through me. I'm aware of what they're telling me. I'm aware of what they're tempting me with. I'm aware of what I'm being told to do by my own mind. And because I'm present to that parade of thoughts and feelings, I know because of a natural intelligence inherent in that awareness, which of those thoughts and feelings serve me and which of them steal from me.
1: Yes, that is so true because we take so much for granted. And I love what you're saying, you know, to, 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 to realize that we're alive, you know, we, you know, to come back to who our existence every day. At the end of the day, I'm alive and to be aware of that. Uh, but, Guy, you talk about um, this journey that you say that hardly anyone is willing to take the serious interior work required Why is this so, and what will happen if we don't?
2: Well, you look at the world, and you can see what happens when we begin to uh, refuse to recognize the signs that are all around us. And I'm not talking about, you know, the geopolitical climate, uh, you know, health issues. Look, Gene, and I know that you can attest to this yourself, it's not rocket science. No. Am I a happy human being or not? Mm-hmm. And if I dare not lie to myself, if I dare to see that my happiness is always somewhere down the road or connected to something that I've temporarily been able to possess that I wanted, I can realize that, you know, I, I, every, my actions are by and large predicated on trying to get somewhere to be someone trying to go someplace to find security that I don't have now. And we equate security, we equate comfort, we we equate consolation with a time and a place to come that's dependent on conditions that we have to see to it that they come about. And when you have a human being who looks all the time downstream or upstream for his glass of water or her glass of water, You have someone who isn't drinking from real life in the moment as we're intended to. So you've got the situation where there is almost ceaseless dissatisfaction, but because the sleeping mind takes the dissatisfaction and then imagines a time to come when it won't feel that way, what you have is literally uh, uh, the proverbial burrow with a carrot on the end of a stick that he keeps running to get but he can never quite accomplish it. So the signs are am I content being who and what I am in the moment? Am I am I all right with recognizing that the experience I'm having of any given moment is exactly the experience I'm intended to have so that I can learn a little bit more about my own being. So it's a it's a complete shift, Gene. I know you yes. know this. We need yeah. we We've gotten to a place where the most important thing in the world to us is belonging to some group or some family or some party and being accepted because we have accepted their values and their uh, relationships as our own. And that's the recipe for, ultimately, resentment and disappointment. And when you have that, you, you look and you see this world just spinning like a mad teacup, and it is.
1: Yes, and hence the endless search and going further down the rabbit hole and i love what you said drinking from what real life in the moment but god can you speak to fear because many are caught up in fear uh, the avoidance of facing themselves and There may be those out there who say, gosh, I don't really want to look at myself. You know, I want perhaps I will uh, not like what I see as I go into this interior journey. Uh, The self-judgment, the resistance. Can you speak to that? Not taking responsibility for ourselves, looking outward for solutions uh, uh, that we think will solve uh, the problems of life. Can you speak to that fear and how to move beyond this resistance? as, you know, part sure. of the revelation in the moment.
2: Yeah, a couple of quick pointers here. And listeners, you might want to write this down. There's no such thing as a bad fact about yourself. There's no such thing. Mm. We have been conditioned by our culture, our environment, our family, our educational system. We have been conditioned to believe that there are things in our consciousness that ought not be there. And so we grow up and are literally inculcated into an order of society that has us convinced that if we have a certain thought or a certain feeling, that makes us evil. And by all means, we're not meant to be evil because we've been inculcated to believe that if we are evil, if we see evil in ourselves, then we're going to go to hell in a handbasket. So therefore, we must pretend to do something that we're not. And to be clear, it is pretending to be something that you're not, that is hell itself. Because that is the very uh, definition of a divided life, of a man or a woman who has failed to recognize that whatever the light of day, whatever the, the illumination of any given moment brings into this mind, where I see uh, I just lied. I, I, I see I'm, I, I'm selfish. I see that I have these characters and qualities And my fear of what it is that I'm not supposed to be gets me to try and hide from myself something that I have seen in myself. Think about it, Gene. We're trying to hide from ourselves the things that we have seen in ourselves instead of understanding the moment where, by the grace of God, we're able to see that character or quality in us It is the invitation to bring that character or quality into the very light that revealed it so that the real healing can begin because what remains concealed will never be healed in us. So we have a long way to go, but by the grace of the same celestial intelligence that that starts to wake wake us up, I realize, you know what, I can't keep running, what's the saying, what we go around keeps coming around, wow. and one yes. day it's going to come back around, and I'm going to go, why in God's name do I keep running into the same anger, the same fear, the same uh, sarcastic, concept? what's going on? And then instead of letting someone else, my culture, my politic, my religious, instead of letting someone tell me what it is that I'm seeing, I will leave what I'm seeing to the beautiful part of me, the divine part that wants me to see it so that it can be transcended and that I can go on and become another order of human being, which is what the real journey is. A series, just like Christ said, my Father's kingdom has many mansions. Our consciousness is an endless series of mansions that we are intended to leave one and rise into the next and leave one and rise into the next and that's
1: the great journey that is so empowering and i love what you said to our listeners about there's no bad fact because we grow up you know thinking you know have this list of uh, you know all the bad things that we've done that make us feel judgmental and critical and go through this self-condemnation uh, and feel guilty about you know our existence. So I'm yeah. so glad that <laughs> you mentioned it's not you know there is no such thing as a bad f- fact and how we have been conditioned. And Buddha says unlearning is is you know as we get uh, more wiser or grow older is what we have to do. Uh, as you spoke to our deep conditioning with uh, educational institutions, religious you know you name it, we become conditioned yeah. and. Guy, yeah. you talk about this freedom because what what you're saying to me speaks volumes to freedom, right? Freedom. Freedom. Yes, freedom.
2: Right? Freedom. And you know what? What's remarkable is that you know we'll sit and look at the world and we'll go, "Oh, that evil Putin and this evil this and that evil that," and depending upon again your background and. Uh, yes. Proclivity left or right, you know, evils everywhere, and and, and so we're, we stand up. We're going. I'm not going to put up with this evil, with this dictatorship, and all the rest of that. And the whole time, we live under a, 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 a kind of what did Saint Paul said? We struggle not with flesh and blood, but with powers and principalities. And the actual Arabic translation of that statement is that it isn't ourselves as we are, this body, and even the, the conditioning of our self. What we struggle with is an unseen government that lives in our consciousness that we have been born into, that we are all part of the same mind, and that mind has levels in it, and we have fallen to a level in that mind where our own thoughts and feelings push us around. They tell yes. us we have to hate this person, and then we don't know any better than to go, wait a minute, it, it, why do I hate this person? Because they make you feel so bad, and what's the reason I'm feeling so bad? Because I'm identified with something that's violent in my own consciousness, and then blame the other human being for that violence. It's also upside down, Gene, but thank God it is possible, as, we, as I call it, divine dissatisfaction. As we begin to wake up a little bit and realize, I have let everyone and everything around me tell me who I am, what I can do, what I shouldn't do, what I ought not be, and by God, I'm tired of following these dead ends, and I don't care what it takes. I'm going to discover the truth of myself from myself, and it won't be in thought, and it won't be from a book, and it won't be even from listening to to our conversation, It'll be because I finally realized if I want to be a conscious human being, I'm going to have to become a conscious human being and nobody can help me do that. I have to take responsibility.
1: Yes. Yes. And God, I just love your down to earth teachings that, as I said earlier, cut straight to the heart of the matter because we're in such conflict and we're looking outside. But as you're indicated, the, the main journey is looking inward, being more aware of ourselves, being consciously aware of how we're responding. And if there's things that are going on within us, this is time for self-reflection and self-inquiry so that we can know yes. the truth of who we are and why we are experiencing or feeling how we are feeling. Well, I look, we, we have to take a commercial break, but I I can't wait to get back uh, to our discussion on the the, um, topic today, the seeker, the search, the sacred, the hero's journey. But we're going to take a brief commercial break, so listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back. For more with our amazing guest, Guy Finley, joining us today from beautiful Merlin, Oregon, a modern-day master philosopher, renowned international speaker, best-selling self-help writer, author of over 45 books, including The Secret of Letting Go, Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together, and The Seeker, The Search, The Sacred Journey to the Greatness Within guy is the founding director of the life of learn of life of learning so stay tuned we'll be right back
3: announcing dr jean marie farish's new book love mastery devotion journal 21 day weekly prompts and affirmations this is the companion piece to dr farish's best-selling book living in the spirit of love our natural state of being through the new book We invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations, is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press.
4: Dot com, or click the link on the Love Light Show page.
3: Best selling authors international news honors best selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book. We're all in this together embrace one another an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love resilience inclusivity and compassion this book is an invaluable source of uplifting inspiring and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world we're all in this together embrace one another is available on amazon.com be sure to get your copy today Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light.
1: Well, welcome back to Love Light, living in the spirit of love. If you're joining us, just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Guy Finley. He's joining us today from beautiful Maryland, Oregon, on our show today: The Seeker, The Search, The Sacred, The Hero's Journey. He's a modern-day master, philosopher, internationally renowned speaker, spiritual teacher, author of over 45 books and audio video programs, including The Secret of Letting Go, Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together, and The Seeker, The Search. The Sacred Journey to Greatness Within. And Guy is the founding director of Life of Learning Center for Spiritual Discovery. So, Guy, let's continue with this conversation. Talk more about the hero and maybe some examples of which our listeners can connect.
2: What I was grateful to find, particularly in the early days of my own wish to not just understand the almost endless contradictions that we see in the world around us, but within myself as well. It it led to, you know, a series of, what's the word that I want? Mm -hmm. Necessary discoveries that began to strengthen in me the understanding that everyone who has this divine dissatisfaction or, who in some way or other longs to be a human being who can no longer hurt himself or herself, let alone anyone else, who just wants to have the peace that comes with being even a relatively innocent human being. Yes. We don't, we don't see it because we're so he- caught up in the stream of things, Gene. We, we have no time, literally, to reclaim our own attention, and in entering into our own attention, bring who and what our consciousness is doing, what it's after, so that we can realize that when when we're rushing to go someplace, for instance, that the reason that I'm rushing isn't because I'm going to get to the end of that rushing inside of myself and find peace but because something in me is in pain. And it's telling me that if I want to get rid of this pain, I have to get someplace in a hurry. I've got to get that done. I've got to do this. Dog eat dog. Get going, man. Don't, don't yes. wait. If someone's in your way, just move them out. If you can't get them on your side by lying to them or fawning in front of them or getting them to believe that you'll help them become great. Whoever that is, they're either serving you or you you got to see that they're out of your way. When we're in a world like that, which begins with our consciousness, none of us want to see it. The world is the way it is because I am the way I am now. Nothing that happens in the world didn't first happen in the consciousness that has created it, period. And we are that consciousness, period. And each of us has a responsibility to bring about the transformation of our consciousness so that in doing so, our world may begin to reflect something that's a little more heavenly than hellish. And we have to understand that if we're ever going to come to grips with what it takes in the moment to begin this journey. So, long story short, uh, in, in this book, this book, The Seeker, The Search, The Sacred, I wrote it because 40 years ago, I had the great fortune of meeting a true, beautifully illumined and enlightened man. His name was Vernon Howard. And I spent 15 years with this Christian mystic, Hmm. studying, working with him, letting him show me things that I did not want to see, but I could not disagree were true. So that gradually, he had written a book, Gene, called The Mystic Masters Speak. Hmm. And I I love this book because he had done an immense amount of research, reading over the years, and the book was nothing but a, 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 a book of quotations. That's all it was and quotations that were centered around different topics written by masters, saints, and sages through time that he, he categorized by topics. And I thought to myself back then, what a marvelous book, how how wonderful it is to see verified that every human being who has ever found a relationship with the divide has every last one of them gone through the same awakening, yes. the same seeking, the same searching, and ultimately, yes. if they've awakened into a relationship with the same divine, not a different divine, a same beautiful, loving intelligence. And I made it my intention back then, in the, in the late 70s, that I would one day write my own book similar to Mr. Howard's, but I would do it by categorizing the the awakening, the birth of the seeker, the nature of the search, and then ultimately what the seeker and the search leads to, the sacred. And I would do it by finding quotations through time that would validate and confirm the fact that there is a single seeker. There is a single search. And there is a single sacred. So that it isn't a a, a thousand different individuals running around with their heads cut off It is a a single awareness that becomes conscious of a single conflict that begins the process of revealing what's concealed in that consciousness, and as that consciousness awakens to itself, it transcends itself, and when that consciousness transcends itself, lo and behold, the seeker, the search, enters into the sacred, which sowed into the seeker to begin with, the dissatisfaction so that that man or woman might one day get to a place where they're no longer hurting themselves or others because they are living in the presence of something that is ceaselessly perfecting itself in that individual that's the seeker, the search, the sacred
1: wow, amazing, and what a wonderful uh experience you had spending time with this mystic Vernon Howard was the name right. Mm.
2: Yeah yeah uh, yeah and I'm and sure.
1: I you're yes sorry
2: No no Jean go on
1: and your book is just wonderful. I love quotes. And I just went through and mark, marked through the quotes and made my little notations because quote, quotes really speak to my heart. And they're timeless quotes. They're really spiritual gems. And I love, Guy, what you said about this divine dissatisfaction, because I think that's what tries to point us back to ourselves. You said yes. that You know we're pushing through, pushing. You know it's like we're pushing through, uh, no matter what the cost, no matter what the consequences. And in one of your talks, I was listening to you. You talked about, you know, choices made in conflict. Uh, A lot of people are making choices because of what they feel. uh, You know, uh, our external expectations to what they need to choose, and they're in conflict with themselves. So. You were talking to someone who posed a question about that, the conflict within. When there's conflict within, isn't that sending a message to our soul?
2: Look, if, if I am, in fact, in conflict within myself, then the pain that I experience because of that conflict is for me to resolve, mm-hmm. not for someone else or some time coming downstream when it'll finally be all right again. Let's take an example. And by the way, for those that are scripturally oriented, Christ said, you cannot serve two masters, for you will love one and despise the other. He wasn't talking about two separate people, two separate masters. The ancient Aramaic, when it's translated, he's basically, what that's saying is, listen, if you love people approving of you, You despise anyone that doesn't. If you are attracted to and hope you will be made whole by controlling some circumstance, you will fear and hate any condition that challenges the world that you put together through that image. He was saying that that master that you and I serve and love and despise at the same time is a consciousness that is set against itself that we don't know is set against itself. And so that every time we get stirred up and try to go get something, do something in order to make our lives better, we don't understand that we're being sent on a fool's errand, that that mission is already doomed. Ecclesiastes says that there must come a time when a person realizes, and it's right in the the deal, the, the one who struggles in the field of the opposites is like a beast, that's why all is futility. All is in vain. Because we keep trying to get rid of something outside of ourselves that can only be transformed within ourselves through awakening to what it is that we keep being driven to do. In the New Testament, in the Old Testament, in the story, in the, in the, in the Bhagavad Gita, in, in the Dhammapada, every one of these has a story. The prodigal son. Why does he leave home? Because he thinks what he needs to be whole and happy is sitting somewhere in the world, and he's going to make his own kingdom in his own image, and then he'll be happy. When does he finally come back home? When he realizes that what he has done has done nothing to change the fact, and when he was home, he had all that he needed. Siddhartha, the Buddha, why does he leave the palace? Because he sees and realizes his parents, his family, this consciousness has been lying to him. This world is not a place where everyone is intended to never get old, never get sick, and never suffer. And when he sees the truth of the world that he lives in, he realizes the lie he was told, and he goes out and he begins the work of discovering why is there this sickness? Why is there this hatred? Why is there this conflict? And when he finds it, he is healed from within And then he becomes the source of an intelligence that helps other men and women. And you can follow every hero's journey, including your own, wherever that is in scale, so that you can start to realize, I've left home. I don't know I exist. My sense of self is determined by everyone and everything outside of me. And I'm afraid of not belonging. I don't want to be canceled. I don't want to be cut Hmm. off.
1: So I mm. give
2: my life away to everyone and everything that momentarily makes me feel like I'm real, when the very act of looking for others to make you feel real proves that you don't know what is real, let alone that you have within you a divine reality. Sorry, Jean, had to go on much longer. No, that I, is that
1: is pro- that's profound. And I, when you were talking, I thought about a house divided against itself cannot stand. Yes. That's and a, and a, hence this conflict that we're experiencing as you're indicating trying to fit in and you know being a part of you know a lie that's not the truth of who you are at whatever cost and guy you know let's talk a little bit about um uh, uh this the seeker the uh this this in and, and surrender uh the dark night of the soul uh this this sense of spiritual depression, this existential quest for, you know, trying to find out who I really am after you've been deep conditioned. It happened to me, uh, burnout from perfectionism, people pleasing, seeking love and worthiness outside of myself, just totally burnout. And a journey to the Orient really (laughs) saved my life. (laughs) Otherwise, I wouldn't be here talking to you. So can you speak to this dark night of the soul?
2: We, we, I think that to the man, to the woman, we have all had some variation of the theme of a dark night of the soul. You know, uh, when, a, when an addict of any kind actually one day realizes that they have loved something that hates them. Mm. I love the feeling of getting off, of getting high. I loved the feeling of applause. I loved the feeling of approval. I loved the feeling of that food that consoled me when I was inconsolable. And at some point when a person goes down that road, again by the grace of God, comes the moment where they realize there's something in me that wants what it wants and it doesn't care that it's killing me. How in the world did I get to a place where I have followed, invested myself, lock, stock, and barrel in something that has done nothing but produce bitterness and disappointment and betrayal. And when that man or woman gets to the point where the sleeper awakens, I don't, wouldn't go, you know, the blind shall leave the blind and both fall in the pit. I wouldn't have gone down that road if I hadn't been blinded by the promise that somehow or other where I was going was better than where I was. Better than what I am. <clears throat> and so we blindly follow. And then one day, you know, I can't live with him anymore. He's abusive. I'm so scared. I don't know what that, God's name's going to happen to me. Because it, it's better to have a place and live with someone. At least I, I can count on resenting him. But one day I realized, no, that he's not going, he, she's not going to change. I have to make a change. God help me. But in that moment, you realized you have to make a change because the pain that has been telling you the path to take doesn't know the path to take to free you from the pain. The freedom from the pain comes when you see you've been identified with something that believes without him, her, this, or that, you don't amount to anything. So the real liberation comes with the negation. This is why the path is so difficult for men and women. We don't want negation, we want affirmation, we want confirmation, we want everything and everyone to at least lie so that I can feel okay about myself. And we go through our relationships, I might add, with others, enabling them by listening to them tell us all the reasons why they're in pain, when we know for a fact, at least to some extent, that that person, just like myself, doesn't have an an, an inkling of what it is that's going on. We just want something to blame, so we have something to aim at, so that we have a target in the future when at last we'll be free of this torment. And God help us to realize sooner that there is no point in time when we're going to be free of this torment. We must wake up to the consciousness that torments itself. Then we have a chance, and that's the dark night of the soul. When we come out on the other side of that, we are liberated, Not from the world that didn't understand us, but from a part of ourselves that said, we're nothing unless everyone else understands us.
1: That is. Wonderful. You know, and when I think about that dark night of the soul, what saved me was surrendering and letting go after being washed up, burnt out, washed out. <laughs> and so yeah, God, I, we're gonna I, co- we're gonna I continue to. after break. We got we gotta take a brief commercial break. You know, I just love where we're going with this. I'd like for our listeners to stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on the secret, the search, the sacred hero's journey with our amazing guest Guy Finley, modern-day master philosopher. Internationally renowned spiritual teacher. So stay tuned. We will be right back.
3: Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book. We're all in this together. Embrace one another. An anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today.
4: I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on the Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender, but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, You can also join my free access question-and-answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now, and there is so much help from above from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at ascension library.org have a wonderful day
3: dr jean marie farish is proud to announce the release of her new book living in the spirit of love our natural state of being available now at balboa press this book will help you master your life and flourish in love you'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you feel good by making life-affirming choices deepen your feelings and expressions of love Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Best-selling authors international news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. It's your world, motivate, change, succeed, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email. Or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light.
1: Well, welcome back to Love Light, living in the spirit of love. If you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Guy Finley, on our show today The Seeker, The Search, The Sacred, The Hero's Journey. Modern day master, philosopher, internationally renowned spiritual teacher, author of over 45 books and audio video programs, including The Secret of Letting Go, Relationship, Magic, Waking Up Together, and The Seeker, The Search, The Sacred, Journey to the Greatness Within. And, Guy, you're gonna share with us about your three-day talks in the pine, your upcoming uh, workshop, the seeker, the, the 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 sacred, uh, you know, the, the hero's journey. Can you share with us more about that and how listeners can connect?
2: Thanks, Gene. I'd be happy to spend a moment here. First of all, if you're interested in what Gene and I have been talking about, that you can just go to guyfinley.org. G-U-Y-F-I-N-L-E-Y dot org. And you can spend, without exaggeration, two years just going through the free material. Nothing to join. You're welcome to sign up to get my weekly key lesson if you want. No cost. But more importantly, two things. First, I speak online for free. Nothing to join. Three times a week. And you can learn about these webinars. Come and meet friendly people. There's a question and answer period live right after I'm done giving the talk at guyfinley.org forward slash classes. G-U-Y-F-I-N-L-E-Y dot org forward slash classes. Nothing to join. You're just welcome to join us. Join literally hundreds of men and women like yourself who want to learn something about these ideas. But significantly coming up, in fact, almost uh, sooner than I can believe, June the 24th through the 26th, I'm going to be presenting a three-day workshop. It will be in person, and it will be online. And, of course, you're welcome to come out here to Southern Oregon. We have a beautiful uh, realization center, 15 acres old growth sugar pine, wonderful, friendly men and women. You're welcome to join us, or you can join online. And you find out about that at guyfinley.org forward slash journey. J-O-U-R-N-E-Y, forward slash journey, and you can find out how you can attend in person or online. We do ask for a donation for the three-day weekend, and you can get a replay package and all the rest of the goodies that come with these kind of uh, intensives. So that's basically it. Uh, if you want, if you're interested, Gene and I always talk about this, the difference between acknowledging what we know and feel is good Versus acting on that knowledge in order to align ourselves with that which we know is good. So, thanks for letting me uh, mention that, Gene. And I, I guess you'll put it up, won't you, when the when
1: in the interview. Yes.
2: uh Okay, great. of course.
1: and and, of that's, course, that's i'm it. I'm signed up. <laughs> so I always yes, look forward are. to your classes, and it's like I can't get enough of your pearls of wisdom and even with participants sharing their questions. It's like it strikes me, you know, because it's like, Gosh, I I feel that way, too, sometimes. And, you know, it's like what you share, it speaks to all of us in some way. And I love just hearing the questions posed by participants and hearing your your natural wisdom come into fruition there as you share your pearls of wisdom.
2: You're very kind, June. Thank
1: you. And Guy, you were when we were on commercial break. You were talking about this instrument. <laughs> uh, uh, can you share uh, more about that? Uh, as you were talking about, you know, the sitar.
2: Yeah. Well, for you who weren't with me and Jean while during the break, <laughs> she was telling me that that she loves the feeling that she gets from these ideas, and I told her, I said, it, well, it, it's really not the idea so much as it is that it resonates with something inside of you. And I asked Jean if she'd ever heard of a sitar. That's an East Indian instrument. Uh, It's extraordinary because as developed and more developed that culture over the thousands of years, they've designed an instrument that has uh, some main strings and then a host of sympathetic strings. And these sympathetic strings are called sympathetic because... Anytime you pluck one of the main strings, it sets into a resonance, these other sympathetic strings. So you get this kind of harmonic that goes on constantly as that instrument's being played. If you've heard it, you know what I'm talking about. And it's very much that way with us, only we don't understand it. At a simple level, when you go to the beach, why do you like to go to the beach or look at a mountain or go up into the snow? because you look out and you see outside of you something that is reflected in your own consciousness. So the beauty that you feel when you look out at an open pasture full of wild mustard blowing in the wind, what you're experiencing is your own consciousness. There is a corresponding part, a sympathetic string that is vibrating according to what you're in relationship with in that moment. So that we see things that are beautiful, we hear things that are beautiful, and the reason that we experience it isn't because it's outside of us, but rather because we, in fact, are the ground of that original sound, that original feeling, that truth. So you see it, you hear it, and suddenly you start vibrating and you feel the truth of what you see. You feel the truth of what you've heard. This is our great hope. But laying dormant in this consciousness lives parts of us, sympathetic strings, this divine instrument made in the image of God that immediately recognizes, corresponds, and vibrates with what is part of itself. This is what the journey is. Is, the, is always coming to an end of what we see we've made ourselves vibrate to because it gave us a sensation of self. But the real sensation is... Is this relationship between ourselves what is true and what it reveals in us that we might vibrate with it, be revealed through it, and ultimately be realized as a result of that relationship?
1: Guy, I really love that because for me, it's like it's consciously and spiritually reinforcing <clears throat> uh speaking yes. to the truth of who i am and that's why when i listen to other things or have other con- it's like gosh this just doesn't feel right and i i i mean I, I can't stay here with this what's what's your thought about that it's like it's a no return <laughs> to the old <laughs> beliefs and conditioned responses it's like i'm i'm that's outworn for me you know, uh, going, sh- shedding those rooted beliefs. You know, this this just doesn't work. What What are your thoughts about that? Well,
2: you've you've uh, you've introduced a, a giant can of worms late <laughs> in the interview here, Gene. <laughs> look, uh, look, I, I either you feel what I'm saying, what Gene just said, or you don't. But you and I both know we're sitting there talking to somebody. And they start telling us about this, that, and the other, how they believe this. And you and I are sitting there. We, we know this person is lying. We know it. We, we can feel it. They're, they are creating a persona by identifying with some opinions, hosts, whatever they may be. And we sit there and we, we're afraid not to agree. We're mm-hmm. actually afraid not to agree with a world that we can see is upside down because if we get excommunicated from our friends, our family, because we don't go along with what they say is true or real, then we're not going to have anything. So we wind up giving, selling our souls, literally, for the sake of belonging to something that can do nothing other than continue to drag us down into a world where we're less and less likely to believe and trust in our own tuition, and more and more likely to sell our soul for the sake of somebody saying, yeah, aren't we glad we belong to this, this is who we are. Your true nature doesn't belong to any group, doesn't belong to any philosophy, doesn't belong to any teacher, let alone a political party or some other affiliation in this world. That's what must be served first. And when that intelligence is awakened and you become aware of all that you have been given to be in the moment, then you will know where you naturally gravitate. It doesn't mean you don't take action if you see something's wrong in the world. It just means that you're taking action predicated on a perception given to you directly that tells you you can't not take that action or that you know how to take that action without hurting others. I'm off.
1: <laughs> that is so profound. You know, and I was thinking about a situation where I was interacting and the person started gossiping. I'm like, gosh, I'm not I'm just so not there, you know. And and it's like, you know, I, I just can't agree with that. And and I, I'm I'm grateful, you know, to my myself, my soul. It's like I have the courage to not participate. And I always yes. have this feeling you are never alone, even though you have to let go or uh, remove yourself from certain situations or whatever. I always say, well, I am, I am never alone, and I really appreciate that.
2: And that's the truth, too.
1: And yes. the only
2: way you will know, the only way any of us will ever know that God is always with us is when we stop trying to be with others or ideas or beliefs that actually separate us. There is a very distinct relationship that awaits the man and woman who will take this hero's journey. And the very distinct relationship is the realization that they are created to go into every moment the way it comes, not try to change what's happened, but to use what has happened to be a source of revelation so that I exit that moment a different order of human being than the one that went into it. Then I know I have come into that moment a seed I have gone through the process of fruiting, and now I know the real vine and branch relationship because it is what I am and what I have been given to be, to do, and to see.
1: Wow, well guy, that is some nice pearls of wisdom for closure. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And for our listeners, remember to uh, connect with Guy uh, to learn more. Uh, we provide, We will provide that information about uh, the secret, the search uh, the sacred that's coming up uh, at Guy's Center. Uh, And Guy, that's what, uh, www.guyfinley.org slash journey, right? Yes, guyfinley.org forward slash journey. Thank you,
2: Gene.
1: Thank you so much. So much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. You know, this is an opportunity now for a new self-understanding. For which we reach is already a part of the seeker, as as it's always found there within us or not at all, and Guy uh, indicated that. And further, that it is the sacred itself that secretly initiates the search, and there is but one timeless self seemingly divided into three parts, the seeker, the search, the sacred. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in.